Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We will be discussing the Sex and the City revival and just like that. And it's been a long time coming. Feels like we've been talking about this show for weeks on end in our personal lives. <laughs> so it's very fun to bring it to the pod. But first, we have a lot of TV news, but I think a lot of it is really interesting and good. I'm going to say before I even know what Jordan's going to present to us today. <laughs> I made sure to I made sure to pick only things that are very dull and not important <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, what do you have for us? This week, um, Netflix dropped like a huge trailer for their upcoming movies for the year. And um, I'm not going to go through each one. There's like a billion movies with like <laughs> very, very famous people in them. So kudos. I think probably the biggest news out of that is that they had like the first image from Knives Out 2. And I'm still just like, it's still so surprising to me that that's what they're doing for that sequel. Because I feel like that would have been a theatrical success. But Netflix is, they're changing the game for big movie releases and that's the goal here you know so I was like I should probably watch this or bookmark it to watch later but I'm really hoping that Jordan does so I'm glad that you did because I was like I should but I don't have time and didn't and so thank you for um, letting us in on what happened in that trailer you're welcome it's kind of worth a watch because there's there's kind of some weird moments um, that I kind of felt uncomfortable because it's like they're showing a clip. They're showing clips from the movies and then suddenly the actors will turn and face the camera and be like, it's movie night and like on Netflix. Like there's this part. The weirdest part is Charlie's there and turns and like is like every night's movie and i was just like huh and so it's kind of weird of an ad so it's kind of like meta yeah they're trying to be meta i mean they are being interesting and so and i i don't know if it was like i don't think it is that cool i think it's more weird but it's (laughs) definitely weird and interesting (laughs) okay this is what we needed to know yeah that's my review of netflix's promo for their upcoming films it's like it's all about breaking the fourth wall and i just found it very unsettling but maybe you'll love it i can't wait to hear what you when we (laughs) that'll be what we discuss next week Uh, perfect um well keeping on the netflix train um the show that we surprisingly really loved next in fashion is coming back for a season two and it's going to be tan france again and alexa chung is no longer and is being replaced by Gigi hadid which i think is so fun i really liked alexa chung but i think it's fun to have Gigi because i like i know that they're actually friends mm-hmm. uh tan and Gigi. So they'll have great chemistry, and I think Gigi has a great personality that I'm excited to see. No disrespect to Alexa Chung, but Gigi is just more, like, current and relevant. So I I do feel like it is an upgrade in a lot of ways, especially what you just said. Like, I think their interactions will be fun, 
So I'm excited too because I kind of felt like this show was just kind of forgotten about, but it was a really good season one. Yeah, I was like, I kept seeing things about like Tan and Gigi and I was like, I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. And then after like a full day of the news cycle, I was like, wait a minute. I loved this show. I didn't realize that, that this is, I thought they were just like talking about like hosting some sort of fancy fashion dinner. Right. So it was funny when I realized that it was, no, it's Next in Fashion, the TV show. Can't wait. Yeah, I am very excited about that. Something that I know we're both very excited about here at Girl Meets Show is that Anna Fabrega from Los Spookies posted that they just finished filming season two. They've been on a two-year hiatus for COVID. And so that's another show that we love, but I just kind of thought everyone forgot about it. Because, <laughs> like, I don't really know how popular it really was. So I'm very excited to hear that we are get- for sure getting a season two and hopefully kind of soon. Yeah, I was very happy about that. I told my sister to watch it like a couple of weeks ago, actually. And she texted me over this last weekend and was like, I started Los Spookies. And I said, are you a more into it now? Because I feel like I remember she told me she started it and didn't get very far and was like, I didn't like it. So then she was like, yeah, I'm 20 minutes in and I love it. I never should have doubted you. So if that's not a ringing endorsement, I don't know what is. <laughs> People should listen to us because that show deserves to be watched. Mm-hmm. It'll get you after 20 minutes or less. Yes, that's, that's our <laughs> Girl Meets Show guarantee. <laughs> and that's saying a lot because I feel like most shows were like, just give it a chance. You have to watch at least six episodes, but then you'll love it. Just wait till the third <laughs> season. It really picks up. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <sighs> Margaret Qualley Paul Mes- and Paul Mescal are going to be starring in something for Amazon called The End of Getting Lost. And it's also being produced by Dakota Johnson. And it's a mystery th- thriller that follows a newly married couple as they hop borders across Europe trying to escape their pasts. Very exciting because... We now are a big Margaret Qualley stan, and we already love Paul Mescal. I feel like their vibes are very simpatico. They just kind of, it really seems like, wow, they never paired them up before. Seems like a no-brainer. Also, I just thought of this. Margaret Qualley dates Jack Antonoff. Paul Mescal dates Phoebe Bridgers. What if we got a Phoebe Jack song out of this? I mean... Who produced Nothing New? Aaron? Oh, that's true. I actually don't know. So I'm like, the Good question. their worlds are just getting smaller and smaller. The, I mean, like their circles, the orb orbits. I'm just throwing out yeah. words that mean similar things. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Um, Today, Disney Plus dropped the trailer for... Their new Cheaper by the Dozen movie starring Zach Braff and uh, Gabrielle Union. Um, How was it? It was cute. I mean, it's like, you know, the same as any other Cheaper by the Dozen you may have seen in your <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> but it's cute because it's like you have like a mixed race family now. And so there's like I just we just love anything that ups the diversity factor, you know? Yeah. And I feel like. 
Zach and Gabrielle, there it's just kind of like I feel like Zach Braff looks very good in this. Sometimes I know he looks a little haggard. But I feel like and I'm biased towards Zach Braff. I do I am a Zach Braff stan. But I feel like he looked really cute in it. And I mean he had to up he has to up his game to be we know he dates Florence Pugh in real life, but like Gabrielle Union is another hottie. Like he's up to the standard of hot women. But like Yes. Gabrielle Union, probably one of the hottest human beings on the earth currently. And I feel like they look really cute together. And that is my review of this trailer. <laughs> I don't even actually know if I watched the whole thing. I just checked in to see how they're doing, how they look. And I approve. I'm actually excited. I want you to watch it. And, and I want to know if you think he looks good in it. Because I think he does. I'll report back. I saw the poster for it. And honestly, it's funny that you, like you mentioning this when you first said it, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that that was Zach Braff. Like, I think I was just like looking at everyone else and forgot that it was even Zach Braff and didn't (laughs) even pay attention to him. (laughs) So yeah, I'll go back and watch it. I was honestly a big cheaper by the dozen head. I I feel like I remember this about you. I feel like I remember this about you. (sighs) So... Maybe I'll watch it. We'll see. I need to look up the how like how old were Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt in that movie? Because if Zach Braff and Gabriel <laughs> Union are their ages now, I would probably spiral and have an existential crisis. But I actually think that the old it looked like the oldest kids in this new one are much younger than because like they had like adult children in that cheaper by the dozen. Yeah, like Hillary Duff was like 16 or 17. Yeah, and she then, was like, like a middle child almost. Didn't they have that one guy from Smallville too? Oh, yeah. I remember that vividly. And <laughs> they also had Piper Parabo. Coyote Ugly was one of their kids. She was probably like 30 oh years my gosh, old. I forgot about I forgot about her. So that actually makes me feel better because they're they're skewing younger for this one, which honestly makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Fascinating. They released photos from Conversations with Friends, the Hulu adaptation of um, the book. And ugh, it looks, <laughs> everybody looks so good and just made me very excited. And that's all I really have to say about it. I don't think there was any like real news to come of it. But it was fun to like see the characters as them as opposed to like me imagining how it would be in my head. I feel like because I haven't read that book, but it's almost like we should do it like Station Eleven where like maybe I wait to read the book until I've seen like I go in blind for the show where and then you having read the book, you go in not blind. That's a great idea, except for um you have a better um, brain than me. I don't re- like. I know. I don't remember. Like- I don't think that's how I would put it. But <laughs> I read it so long ago and don't remember so like details. Of- I don't even know if I could be like, this was different from the book because of this. But it'll be a fun experiment. Yeah. Well, and there's always like recap articles that are like, and then you can do you the can have an me. open book test. You know. Yeah. Thank you. It's always fun to see a post from Joe Alwyn. It's so rare. It really is so fun. When Taylor Taylor allows him to post. 
<laughs> That's how I like to think of it. Allows him and she likes it. So like she's mm-hmm. she approves. Yes. They dropped a trailer for the final season of Killing Eve. That's coming this month that I forgot was so soon. And it looked great. Duh. That was another one I bookmarked and didn't watch, so I'm glad you watched it and and could give you that amazing recap. It looks great, duh. (laughs) That's all I needed to know. I'm sold. Um, they announced that Euphoria has been renewed for season three. I mean, I don't think that is shocking at all since their current viewership is higher than it ever was for season one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's the Sunday night HBO Twitter topic. That's it's true. That's how it is. Except I must not. I'm surprised that how many how many likes my Euphoria tweets don't get. Like no one is watching it. I guess that well, on Twitter. I'm still mad that. My idea didn't go viral for how the season <laughs> should end because I hashtagged it. I think you hashtagged yours. Yeah. Mine. It just, you know, just sitting there waiting for likes. One of the likes so is me. Lame. I think. <laughs> One of the likes is you. <laughs> One of the likes are both. Actually, two of the likes are you. <laughs> well, I don't like it from Girl Meets Show. <laughs> That would be pathetic. No, I'm saying on my tweet. On my oh. tweet. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's true. <laughs> Two of the likes are both me. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. Succession, on Succession Sundays, if you use the hashtag correctly, you will get, your tweet will like, you went viral. Lightly blow up. I wouldn't necessarily, I don't think I got over a thousand likes on some of those Girl Meets Show tweets, but. They did well. <laughs> but yeah, these euphoria ones, I'm like, um, uh, my commentary is just as good as all you people, all you young, young Maybe folks. Maybe they just, they know we're old. <laughs> How could they know? Our profile picture isn't a person. It's just pretty stripes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Whatever. Someday. Um, but when you're trying to go viral, that's when you don't go viral. But I wasn't trying. Yeah, I was true. just tweeting my truth. <laughs> So I don't know what to tell myself, but whatever. Um, To jump on your mention of succession, did you watch the new trailer that dropped for The Dropout on Hulu? No. Tell me about it, please. Connor Roy is in it, and I am shooketh. It's just like, I'm sorry, Connor Roy can't be anything else anymore because which is, it's just too weird. Which is so funny because I think most people who love Ferris Bueller, it's like he was only Ferris Bueller, Cameron, and now now he has two things. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how like I was He finally him. broke out of that box, but just put himself into another box. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you're too good. Like you're too convincing. Like, could you be a little worse? And then maybe you yeah. wouldn't get pigeonholed so much. But, wow, that's so... Who is he playing? Like, an investor or something? Um, You know, I was watching it while doing other things. And so, I don't really know. I was, like, honestly too shocked by Connor Roy. Yeah, Because it could be funny if he was, like, playing himself, you know? <laughs> like, that, I started thinking about, like, oh, it would be funny if Connor Roy invested in Theranos. 
Because he totally And then would. I kind of went into this pat- spiral of my own thoughts while watching <laughs> the you trailer. Were doing some- so I honestly can't say whether it's good or not. You were doing some creative writing in your head. Yeah, exactly. Fan fiction. Yeah. I respect that. Um, I didn't watch this trailer. I just bookmarked something about the trailer, but... um. The first trailer for Joe versus Carol, where Kate McKinnon is playing Carol Baskin, dropped. Oh. She looks too pretty. <laughs> it was always... Is it supposed to be present day? Because, like, she's way too young. I don't actually know. And you know what? I don't think so. I think it's supposed to be back in the day. Oh, okay. Just well, from, like, the lighting, it looks a little bit, like, 70s, but I don't know. I just, like, can't bring myself to care, you know? Yeah. Like, I didn't really hear any buzz about the new batch of Tiger King episodes. Mm-mm, so neither. I'm like, I ugh, just want to be done. But I ha- we haven't actually um, seen Kate McKinnon for a while. So that's no, that's something. Good. She looked she looks good. So I'm torn, but it's on Peacock, which is always a struggle. So we'll see. Yeah. Um. Okay. While we're on the. Um, disappointed train I'm sure you saw this but I'm surprised you didn't bring it up because Taika posted today this is the only place <laughs> I even saw this news I I didn't even think to bookmark it that's where my headspace is with this because um, I know what Rita, you're saying <laughs> Rita Ora is going to be joining Beauty and the Beast prequel series at Disney Plus which I didn't even know they were making. It's like a prequel about Gaston and LeFou. I feel like... Oh, okay. Now that you say right? that, I remember talking about this. Here's my thing. When that when I saw this news, I was like... Honestly, though, genius. Because, like, Rita Ora, to me, is... You know how there's that feather duster in Beauty and the Beast? Mm-hmm. That, like, a, it's like a beautiful maid who gets turned into, like, a sexy feather duster? That is so yes. her. That, but I'm like, <laughs> is that character going to be important in this prequel? I don't know. But I was like, duh, that's her. She has to be a, this that feather duster. That fe- I feel like a lot of those um, objects that were people really made an impression on me when I was a kid of like, wow, that is the object they were. And then now they're human and they're, they're so similar. Wow. So I was well, like, we'll have to do a top three when we watch this series. <laughs> yeah. And you'll have to cast everyone. That's, That's like the best who you would idea. cast in modern day. That's the best yeah. idea I've ever heard. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> oh my god! You've been waiting for that day. Yes. I actually kind of forgot that it was for that weird prequel. And I was hoping it was just going to be Beauty and the Beast and shoot. Because I was like, there's no doubt in my mind that she's going to play that feather duster. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> this episode is um very unhinged. interesting. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh i like it um don't worry i'm on my very last piece of news but it's something that i think is really fun and i'm excited for um apple is going to be making a comedy series starring laura dern and kirsten wig and it's called mrs american pie and it's set in the 1970s and revolves around maxine simmons attempt to secure her seat 
at America's most exclusive table, Palm Beach High Society. And I just love that combo. Mm-hmm. Laura Dern and Kristen Wiig. Yeah, very I had, fun. I haven't even heard of this. And I'm very down. Very fun. Haven't seen yeah, either I'm, of them in a little bit. They were both no, everywhere. Me. Yeah. And when I almost said me neither, as if like I would and you hadn't. Dumb. No, no. We watch different <laughs> things sometimes. We've talked about I that, you know. True. So yeah. I don't know what kind of Laura Dern stuff you made might have been watching. <laughs> but wow, I, I didn't I didn't realize until you just said them how much I miss both of them. So yay. It's true. I guess I do feel like I have seen uh Kristen Wig recently, but it's only because she must be in some new Peacock show because I've seen her in a lot of previews while watching Yellowstone. Oh. So I feel like I have seen her recently, but I actually haven't. Well, I wonder. Um, I didn't. I because remember how they made that show for like Mick Gruber on Peacock with Will Forte. Yes, and that's she it. must be on that. Yep. Huh. She must be, and she is. But I don't watch anything on Peacock. <laughs> it's, I'm not. I like all these people involved, but I just can't. I'm just not there. Yeah. Wow. That is great news. Yeah, I'm excited. I feel like Apple has slowly been churning out content and they're coming to a place of, it seems like it's getting quicker speeds. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, I am seeing a lot of um, people talking about the after party. And so I'm excited to watch that. I haven't watched any of it yet but um yeah i've been i've been saving it but i'm very excited yeah all right uh and just like that it's time to discuss the next segment of our show which is the top three (laughs) i I never got i never really got used to that title no even as a fan such a struggle I was like, I still don't like that this is the name, but whatever. But what if I, it's shocking that we never, I never saw people referring to it as AJLT. Yeah. It's such a, it's an awkward acronym and it's an awkward title. It's weird. Yeah. All right. For our top three, we are discussing our top three TV shows that, we maybe want to see a revival of them like when they're older and see what's check in, see what's going on. All right. What, what's, what do you, what's your number three? Um, my number three is glow on Netflix. <laughs> Great answer. I, especially because I was like, I like thinking about a show that was set in the eighties in very eighties and then maybe seeing all those same characters in like a f- future decade. That was a fun idea to me. Fun. Well, and it's tempting to do I had a hard time like not just choosing a bunch of shows that were that were ended too soon. Yeah. Mhm. Cuz that definitely is this one. Yeah, that's my number 3 is Freaks and Geeks, which Mhm. I mean, of course, I'm, if we only got one season of that, of course we're going to want to know what those kids are doing these days. Totally. And I feel like it's like shows like these that we're going to come up with here, like Sex in the City, it's like characters that we care about. And so even mm-hmm. in the in the one season, we care so much about the Freaks and Geeks characters. And yeah, I would love to see where they are now. 
Yes. Uh, my number two, kind of funny because it just ended, but I really want to see them grown up, and that's Pen15. That's my number two, too. No way. Wow, wow, wow. I hope they'll give it to us because it wasn't on long enough for me to be like, like Sex in the City. It was like, was it necessary? No. <laughs> but like with Pen15, it's like, yes, because that's the whole show. It's like about growing up. Mm-hmm. And I really... I would love to see, like, Anna, sh- the show versions of Anna and Maya. Like, what are those kids going to do when they're adults? And I really would love to see that. Yeah, it would be so good. Um, My number one is Broad City, which feels, like, mm. cheap because I also we also just said Pen15 and it feels very similar. But <laughs> it would just be really fun to see what they are like as mothers or, like, dating in the like um as like older women and um also friendship with um being older like i think that they would just be really fun 100% i would love to see them in their 40s or 50s like mm-hmm. what are you guys up to yeah love it and my number 1 i said hannah montana <laughs> I, what in the world is Hannah Montana up to? As, like, she's a a former, like, tween pop star, you know? Like, what is she doing now? I'm dying to know. Does she have, like, a really long-term career, like a Taylor Swift? Or does she have, like, a short stint of a career and then, like, pivot into something else? Or, Mm -hmm. like, go into just her private life of being uh what's her name in the show is it is it still miley i would that i just questioned myself because i don't remember i think she has a different last name but i think her here she might still be named miley wow that's a brilliant answer and i feel like they could do a lot of really funny meta jokes about like miley's own irl career like how Mm -hmm. she shocked everyone but like now is like, she's just gone through so many different, like, evolutions. And I feel like they could... And I feel like she would be down... If she were down to do that show in the first place, I I feel like she would totally laugh at her own career and make fun of herself. She loves Miley. I it would mean, be- Hannah. Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Slash Miley Stewart. That was her name. Oh, there it is. There it is. Um. So, yeah, I'm really... I really want to see that. It's like we couldn't get the Lizzie McGuire like this. Could we get the Hannah Montana? Yeah. What I just had this idea pop into my brain. Like, what if it was Hannah Montana taking care of um, Dolly Parton or her dad, Billy Ray, like, as they were old? (laughs) (laughs) We don't have enough television of that. Oh, my gosh. We need some older representation of taking care of your parents <laughs> that would be so it it becomes like a such a depressing drama <laughs> wow <sighs> i feel like we have a lot of good ideas here yet again we really uh, yeah per usual mm-hmm. and just like that It is a perfect pivot, honestly. I I do give them props for that. I guess I changed my mind. (laughs) It's amazing. 
And it's actually funny because making fun of the title, that's one of my only complaints of the show. Really? Well, I mean, no, that's not true. But I feel like overall, like, I'm kind of harping on this, the title. But overall, I did really like the show. Like the show? Yeah. Um. Okay, great. Any other overall thoughts? Um. Bas- that's basically it. I felt like I was surprised at um how much I enjoyed watching it. I feel like it did feel really different. I'm glad they didn't just try to completely recreate the original show. I felt like the plot lines like made sense. I have them like little com- some complaints, <laughs> but I feel like overall I was like enjoying it and I rarely watch things week to week except for like those HBO Sunday night primetime shows that everyone watches but this one I was like excited to kind of have like my little light fluffy and just like that episode to watch each week you know yeah I I don't know if I had like really low expectations but I just I did feel like the show is exactly what the show said it was going to be so like I I mean I'm not gonna say I think anyone who didn't like it is wrong (laughs) but I do think that like what else could it have been, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it was going to be a show about, like, middle-aged women who have been living in the same city and kind of living the same, like, friends with the same exact people who are, like, going through midlife crises and, like, aging. Like, that's what it was going to be, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what they gave us. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, how would I give a rebuttal for people's complaints that I've heard about the show, you know? And -hmm. I think one of the main things, the main criticisms I've heard is like the, like, especially like Miranda, she's being really embarrassing and like, she's being cringy or like all this, like kind of things like that. And I'm like, I actually respect that the show um, allowed the characters to be cringy. Mm -hmm. Almost like they, they didn't have these characters up on a pedestal too much at all. And um, in a way, I think that's true to the original show, too, because a lot of the plot lines of the original show are the four women in, like, embarrassing situations and, like, you know. So I, I just kind of think I liked that they were all kind of game to um, put their characters through the ringer a little bit and not just, like, look perfect and aspirational at all times. Yeah. And again, I think watching a show week to week is kind of difficult because we don't have the full picture. So I Mm -hmm. think especially after that first episode, we were all like, wait, what? Like, this is so cringy. But it's it was supposed to be like, at least I hope so. But like, I think that was the point. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I felt about it. I think a lot of people were like, it didn't feel like true to character. But I'm like, it kind of did. Like, they've always kind of been entitled mm-hmm. um, and, like, privileged. And they all kind of had to have their own little wake-up call. And, like, how they dealt with that was all very different. And I'm going to say I think that Charlotte's storyline might have been my favorite. Which, like, I was kind of surprised by because she's usually my least favorite. But I thought she was... um I thought everything, like, that uh, all of her storylines were really interesting and felt very true to character, and she was really funny, mm-hmm. and, like, I felt like she was the funniest one. Are you talking about her iconic line, 
as Demi Lovato would say, sorry, not sorry. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm talking about. I actually was baiting you so that you would do that. So thank you. That was, I think that was maybe one of the only times that I, the cringe didn't work for me because I was like, no, 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 what's happening? But um, I actually, I completely agree that Charlotte, to me, was my favorite of the three friends. And she is my least favorite on the original show. But I, I felt like she it she felt like a real person, like trying to learn, um, especially with her kids. Like I feel like they found ways to make like parenting storylines really interesting. And sometimes shows aren't really good at that. They become kind of boring and cliche. And mm-hmm. I felt like her reactions rang true where she's like a loving mom, but she's kind of thrown by stuff that her child rock is going through specifically you know like that's hard kind of hard for her but not so hard that she like she's like also just really wants to learn and I felt like I feel like I've seen that in real life a lot like parents that are just trying to do what's right for their kid um Mm -hmm. but it's new to them and so I was like wow I feel like this is like a lot of moments were like really sweet and felt genuine and I yeah I totally agree I was very surprised because I just was assuming that Charlotte would be kind of the same old Charlotte she always was but yeah same and I felt like she was the best friend out of all of them like she had evolved enough to still be like a great wife and a great mom and a great friend and like um I felt like Carrie and Miranda were not really good friends and mm-hmm. um I really loved the Bay Mitzvah that was probably one of my favorite scenes slash like storylines I did think that the tampon episode that was probably my one of my least favorite episodes of the whole show I just felt like nothing happened in that episode and it went on a little bit too long even though I'm all for normalizing periods but it was just like a little too much and then also with her, I loved the tennis episode with her and her husband. I thought that that was really funny. It's actually funny when you're talking about them being good friends. I It's funny because I think that, shockingly, Charlotte has become the least judgmental of them all. Yeah. And in the show, she's like, her whole personality is being judgmental, practically, and like traditional. And it's like, Miranda was... I guess that's kind of true because sometimes the people that think they're the most woke are actually the most judgmental. So I think that's, I'm viewing the show that they're doing this intentionally, you know, I think, and I, my read of it is that it's kind of smarter and more clever than people were kind of giving it credit for. But, um, even in the finale, like when Carrie's talking about how she's like, oh, big came to me in a dream or like the lamp stuff and Miranda's like that's stupid and it's like you know she's still a grieving widow Charlotte's like whatever has helping you cope like yeah let's go with it and Miranda's like nah, nah. and I was like okay Miranda you need to chill your friends have been very forgiving of all the things that you're doing right now like cut them some slack okay <laughs> like and I I didn't really have a problem with Miranda's like like you said, like she's going through a midlife crisis. And so I didn't really have a problem with that. But it was kind of weird. At, like the final episode, she, I didn't really feel like she'd grown. Like she was kind of, no, she was still in a rut, I think. And so I would have liked to see more enlightenment for her or growth or something. Cause I feel like, I feel like Carrie and Charlotte did a lot of growing through the season. 
I agree. It was it really honestly I felt pretty bummed that she was still choosing to go to LA. I thought for sure she was going to turn a corner and be like, "Would Che do this for me?" The answer would be no. Why that um, is so genius. Like she really should have thought of that. Che. Yes. I mean, we're going to have to discuss Che. I, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I don't necessarily completely hate the character of Che Diaz like as much as the world hates them. I do agree that the stand-up routines are horrible <laughs> and not <laughs> funny at all. Um, I liked Miranda's midlife crisis, including exploring her sexuality. The way I would prefer that story to go were for Che to be, like, more of an F-boy vibe and, like, Miranda kind of wanting to get into, like, a very traditional, committed relationship all of a sudden with this person who was actually like um that's not really my how I roll and so I was kind of surprised that Che was like come to LA with me like you're my girlfriend and like I want you to meet my family I was kind of like this doesn't really seem like Che's vibe but especially when Che just got mad at Miranda for showing up and bringing (sighs) cookies so like yes I that's where I was confused because I was like pick a side my ideal situation was going to be that Miranda and Steve decided to stay together but be in an open marriage. Um, I think that makes the most sense, honestly. And yeah, I think I just felt bummed by like, we finally have some like non-binary representation and it's like one of the most irritating characters that's been on television for a while like it was just like it's fine if if Che was like yeah kind of f-boy vibes but like may dive fully into that it was Mm -hmm. just like too much wishy-washy and still too toxic for me very middle of the road Miranda to leave yeah for Miranda to like leave a marriage for this person yeah I I feel like it I would have been a little more satisfied if like Miranda kind of made these big, huge decisions and left her marriage and then kind of found out like, oh, I acted very impulsively and I don't actually know this person. Like they were saying they loved each other really fast. And I was kind of like, do you, though? Like you hooked up a few times. I Mm -hmm. don't I haven't seen we didn't really see a lot of relationship development between them. So it felt very sudden. But I, but I wouldn't have minded all that if Miranda was kind of like, wait, what did I just do? Like, I made this, I, like, impulsively did this, but maybe I just wanted to be out of that marriage and now I'm single again and that's okay kind of thing versus, like, mm-hmm. I did it all for this one person. You know the part when Steve is talking to Carrie and is like, has she talked to you before about being interested in women? And she's like, no, she's just interested in Che. And I was kind of like, that's kind of, I don't know, like that, I get when that she's like, no, it's just because, like, I'm leaving you because I found someone else I'm in love with. But I feel like it actually might have been more interesting if she was exploring that more broadly instead of just, like, fixating on this one person. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And, well, and I think that there, I think that the storyline could have been more interesting had they, um dove a little deeper into it like I think I would have really been intrigued to like see Miranda talking to her son about it because clearly there was some sort of conversation because then in the final episode she has this like 
lighthearted, fun conversation that we hadn't seen the whole season. And like now all of a sudden that his mom is like leaving his dad to follow this bad comedian to LA and like dyes her (laughs) hair. Like it was just kind of like that felt really out of left field. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it there's more interesting things and like more nuances that I think could have been more interesting had they gone there. It just felt a little bit rushed. Yeah. We only got to see like the boring things. For example, another example of that is when they're in the diner, Miranda and Che like having um they're like on a date and there's uh there's Che fans that are taking pictures with Che and what even happens? Because they're like, oh, are you famous too? That's like, okay. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm just the girlfriend. Ha ha. And Che totally okay, has yes. a look on their face that's like, oh, yikes. You said girlfriend already? Mm-hmm. And then it's, and then they should have expanded on that. It never comes up again. That. Yes. They should have expanded on their discomfort at that. Because then they just jump into that cookies scene that it's just, it's just weird. I feel like there were clear ways they could have gone that I think would have been better but yes so basically in the finale I I I was left really wanting more with the Miranda stuff and we Steve wasn't even in the finale once that was kind of weird to me too we left off with Steve asking Carrie questions while they're painting which I felt like none of those questions were ever really even answered like what was the conversation of Miranda telling Steve she was going to move to L.A.? Like, where was the Steve of it all? The Steve you know? of it all. Yeah. But the Che memes made it all worth it. Every so single funny. Che meme made me LOL. My only other thing I want to say, um, it's funny that I started this saying, like, oh, it was so great. I love it. It's like I literally did I literally did like it much much more than I thought I would first of all and I liked it a lot more than I disliked it. But I really missed Carrie narrating throughout the episodes like in the original show and I feel like that might have made it just all tie together better if we'd had Carrie narration little clever lines throughout. I think that would have been really cute and tie it together in a cleaner way. Yeah, I totally agree. When um, Jordan texted me that observation, I was like, wow, brilliant. Yes, that was definitely missing. I did feel like with Carrie, my only gripe would be, and maybe this is like rude or like very, um, like I haven't experienced this, so I don't know. But like the dead husband thing was a little overplayed. Am I right? (laughs) Like, the fact, like, she would use it as an excuse almost every single episode. Like, I win because my husband died. Like, that was, like, a line that was used in, like, 50 different scenarios. And I was like, okay, we get it. I feel like like maybe that's true to what Carrie would do, though. Because Carrie mm. is, at her core, like, pretty self-centered. Like, we love her, but also, like, she is a brat at heart, you know? So I feel like Mm -hmm. maybe she kind of would play it up a little too much or something and like make it about her at all times and like be kind of a Debbie Downer about it. I don't know. 
I don't know. I wish that I wish that part of her storyline would be like processing it all in therapy. Honestly, I think that would be really interesting. That would well, if we get season two, that would be a genius way to add yet another like fun, interesting character. Yeah, that's that true. We should talk about Seema also. Yes. Love if Seema. we weren't going to talk about her now, I was gonna bring her up for my crush of the week. I loved Seema so much and I felt like Singles representation for older women, it was great. Mm-hmm. I was I was really pleased with it. She wasn't, like, replacing Samantha. Oh, my gosh. I feel like there's so many little actually things that we have to bring up because we're going to have to talk <laughs> about Samantha. Samantha in quotes. But um, <laughs> she, I feel like she, because it almost seemed like she was going to be like, and now here's the new Samantha. But she totally wasn't. She was very different from Samantha, but still had kind of that samantha charm and like sex positivity and she likes being single and all this stuff so she was great great addition i think i saw an article by the cut or someone similar that was like okay we just have to acknowledge that like sema and samantha would be best like would get along so well and it would be so fun to see them together Ugh. why can't they just all make up in real life I was I was really happy with the finale when she and some like knowing that she and Samantha off camera like got together for drinks. I loved that. But I couldn't get I loved the, it too. There's this one tweet that someone said where they're like, I love that Samantha has is basically just smarter child. Remember smarter child that you'd type in like a it was like Peter answers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you just ask questions. And that was that like I just about died laughing at that. I was like, wow, that sums it up perfectly. That is really funny. I did. I felt like the whoever was writing the Samantha text did a good job of of being Samantha because I yeah. felt like her personality really showed through that phone. <laughs> are they texting or are they using Gchat, like Google Hangouts? <laughs> I don't think we even really know. Maybe they were using like WhatsApp. Yeah, maybe. Oh my gosh. It was oh so funny. I just wish that they were lying and teasing us and that maybe someday Kim Cattrall really could come back, but it really doesn't seem like she ever physically will be back on the show, sadly. Sarah Jessica Parker says, no, no. (laughs) Um... And I feel like we also have to mention the fact that Aiden was MIA, even though originally was told that he would be involved. So seriously, WTF. And it's weird because it would make sense if they if the show had been signed for two seasons automatically. But like, I still haven't heard officially that it's coming back for season two. So no, it hasn't been announced. And I'm actually laughing because on imdb it has a 5.5 star rating (laughs) oh my gosh that is like (laughs) honestly rude i feel like i would give it it's not like i would give it a 10 like if if i'm going on to rank it on imdb which i will later i think i would say like a seven i liked it i don't think it's perfect but i enjoyed it you know yeah like it's not emmy award winning but it's definitely in the category of just like fun time with our friends that we have learned to love yeah um yeah it was just like it's a fun show that definitely doesn't take itself too seriously which i think is pretty rare these days 
I agree. I think, <laughs> I mean, it's like, for example, I watched the finale last night and I followed it with Euphoria and I was like, wow, it's <laughs> nice to have some balance. <laughs> you should have probably watched those in opposite order. Yeah, you're probably right. Something that I know I've mentioned before and something I've mentioned in many, many a discussions with friends about this show is that I do feel like they need to cool it a little bit on like the how many um, political and like cultural topics they're trying to tackle because it's just too much. So like, let's let's take it down a couple notches and just have more fun. That would be my Mm -hmm. review and notes to season two i agree and i think that's kind of why the period tampon plotline it didn't really bother me because i was like you know it is hard to learn how to use a tampon the first time and i'm sure it would also be very frustrating if your daughter is so scared all the time and can't put it in ever you know and you're getting sick of it (laughs) so that i was like that i kind of liked having this like doesn't matter plotline you know that just ended in kind of an embarrassing moment I liked having kind of another one of these light plot lines that doesn't have to do with picking out coffins or whatever Carrie's up to, you know? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay, great. Um, All right. Well, I already said my crush of the week. Who is yours? You know, it's actually kind of hard to choose because... I definitely had a crush on Steve. He looked cuter now than he did on the actual show. But I think I'm going to go with Karen Pittman, who played Miranda's professor, Naya. She, we just saw her. She was like the my favorite part of the most recent season of The Morning Show. Um, And I also liked that she didn't let up on Miranda when she was like, you know, this internship is really tough to get and I really don't think you should throw it all away but what can I do force you to stay here kind of vibes so mm-hmm. I'm I'm definitely team Naya <laughs> great answer I agree I really loved Naya and thought she brought out a really fun side of Miranda that we didn't normally get to see because it's true like you do act different with different friends because you share different things with different friends and I used to think of that as a bad thing, but now I actually think of it as a good thing. And I thought that that was shown really well and was interesting. Um, and yeah, that actress, I just really enjoy her. She recently showed up in Yellowstone and wow. I was like, oh my gosh, what are the chances? So she's getting big, I think. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. <sighs> You know what I'm going to say? <laughs> say it. <laughs> and just like that, this is the end of the episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Next week, we will be talking about Dollface Season 2. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.